0: Hello, and welcome to Tech Latest by Nikkei Asia, where we bring you the freshest updates from the technology sector in Asia. Every episode, one of our reporters from the region will be filling us in on the tech news on their radar. From semiconductors in China, to space travel in Japan, to startups in Indonesia. From Nikkei Asia's Tokyo headquarters, I'm Alice French. In this episode, I'm talking with our Seoul correspondent Kim J. One for updates on a recent spate of scandals that have been clouding South Korea's tech sector. Hi, J. One. So great to speak with you today. Thank you for having me. So you've kindly come on today to tell us about Terraform Labs and its embattled founder, Do Kwon, who's been back in the headlines in South Korea this past week for all the wrong reasons. Now, before we get into that scandal, can you just introduce Terraform Labs and what they do for those who might not know? The startup is best known for creating the blockchain platform Terra, right? Yes.
1: Do Kwon and Daniel Sin, they co-founded Terraform Labs in Singapore in 2018 after studying in the U.S., Kwon studied computer science at Stanford and Shin studied economics at Wharton School. Kwon is 32 years old now, Uh, he grew up in Seoul and studied in a prestigious high school where children of Samsung's Lee family also attended. It looks like a perfect combination of two geniuses for the blockchain company, as one studied computer science and the other economics. They launched stable coins called Luna and Terra USD. They were called stable coins because their values were designed to be pegged to the US dollar. And they paid about 20% of yield on deposits of Terra, attracting huge investment. They were so successful that their market value reached $60 billion, ranking the number six in the global crypto market.
0: Everything you've said so far is kind of sounding like a success story. But right now, Kwon is in Montenegro, more than 8,000 kilometers from Seoul, right? How did he end up there? What's going on? It turned out that
1: Luna and Terra USD were, in
0: fact, unstable uh, in the 2022
1: crash. It's still mysterious how the death spiral started. In May 2022, an unknown investor swapped 85 billion million of Terra with a little bit less of USDC. It is another stable coin based on either. That large transaction pulled down the value of Terra and raised questions about sustain- sustainability of the coins in the market. And sometime later, a large amount of runs happened in the market, pulling their values to almost nothing. There are still some conspiracy theories on the causes, like a hedge fund involvement, or some people suggest that the coins have structural errors in itself because their values were not backed by real assets, but by computer algorithms. Anyway, since the crash, investors filed complaints with the authorities in South Korea, Singapore, and the U.S. And Gwon just disappeared. But at that time, he still tweeted saying he was not fleeing. However, he was arrested in Podgorica Airport in Montenegro, with fake Costa Rican passports last year as they were on the run from South Korean prosecutors. Kwon has also been pursued by U.S. authorities.
0: I see. And this week, around a year on from Kwon's arrest, he was again back in the headlines after the extradition of his associate, Han Chang-jun, to South Korea. So what does that development mean for Kwon? What's going to happen next?
1: Uh, Now Han is under investigation by South Korean prosecutors. The Justice Ministry vowed to bring Kwon to his home country as well. In 2022, Interpol issued a red notice for Kwon upon request by South Korean authorities. So the extradition was possible not only by Korean authorities, but also by global cooperation to chase Kwon. However, it is not sure if Guan will be extradited to Seoul because the US also wants to bring him. Montenegro authorities hold the key in sending Guan to Korea or the US. Korean media reported that Guan wants to come to Korea because the US's punishment is much harsher. We know that Sam Bankman Fried could get over 100 years in prison over the FTX crypto scandal.
0: What kind of impact has this whole massive scandal had on the image of cryptocurrency in South Korea? Has the countries and I suppose the world's really crypto community recovered from the 2022 lunar crash?
1: Yeah, the scandal definitely had a bad image of cryptocurrency in South Korea. Before the crash, Seoul was one of key hubs of the global crypto market. You may have, have heard of kimchi tokens. At that time, everybody Particularly young people were talking about cryptos a lot. It was so hot. That was a very common topic people talked about, like weather or sports games. But now few people are talking about it. But globally, uh, Bitcoin ETFs are trading in the Chicago exchange. So it has become easier to trade. And the market has recovered. Not fully though, but has recovered for the past few years.
0: Now, just before we go, I want to get your take on another pretty significant development in a tech related scandal in South Korea from last week. Now, while Kwon continues to try and run from the authorities, Lee Jae-yong, Young, is chairman of the electronic giant Samsung, has just been found not guilty of fraud and stock price manipulation in a case that's been going on for over three years. Right? What's been the reaction to that outcome in Seoul and has it been good news for Samsung as a company?
1: Oh, thank you for asking this question. Yes, Lee was acquitted from all 19 charges, including stock manipulation and accounting fraud. In fact, it was surprising to me because I thought he may be given at least a suspended jail term considering the seriousness of the charges, but the court ruled that he was innocent. It goes back to 2015 when two Samsung companies, Jail Industries and Samsung CNT. Merged. Prosecutors accused Lee of leading the merger to strengthen his control in the group by hurting CNT shareholders' interest. Prosecutors argued that Lee manipulated CNT stock price and committed accounting fraud to boost jail's value as he owned a key stake in the fashion company. But the court denied this. Prosecutors appealed this to a higher court. So we will see another round of legal battles this year. A general reaction in Seoul is welcoming. Samsung plays a key role in the country's economy. However, some lawyers and activists protested against the ruling. Local media reported that the ruling may help Samsung invest more aggressively in M&As and other businesses, but I'm not sure how much it could be. In fact, Samsung stock also did not gain much after the ruling it lost 1.5% since the verdict came. So I think it's more about Lee, not about Samsung.
0: Well, thank you for giving us those updates. And again, that will definitely be a story to follow very closely. Thanks so much for coming on, J1. It's really great to hear what's going on on the ground in Seoul. And I hope that you'll be back on again soon to give us the latest from South Korea.
1: Oh yeah, thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed it a lot, yes. Thank you.
0: That's all for this episode. You can read more of J1's reporting, along with a host of other stories about Asia's tech industry, on Nikkei Asia's website, asia.nikkei.com. And if you like what you hear, why not subscribe to our weekly Tech Asia newsletter, which will be delivered to your inbox every Thursday. There's a link to sign up in the show notes. And whilst we still have you, if you're enjoying Tech Latest and would like to support us, please do give us a follow on whichever podcast platform you use. We also really appreciate any reviews you can leave as these help new listeners to find our episodes. And finally, a reminder that from now on, we will be releasing our new episodes on Tuesdays instead of Friday. Thank you very much for listening and check back in next time for more updates on the tech trends that matter.